One of the greatest blessings in my life are the women who I can look up to. Today, I am going to introduce you to one who has been a mentor, a friend, a teacher, and an encourager. Betty Detweiler came into my life when I was about 30 years old. I had just had my fourth child and life was coming at me fast. And she was one who I could watch and learn from. She comes at life with an energy and love and an exuberance for life. She inspires me to be intentional as a mother, to be creative, to color outside the lines, to create beauty and moments for those around us, and to embrace our role as women, wives, and mothers. So today and next week, I'm going to give you the opportunity to listen in as Betty tells me all about what she has learned in life, in motherhood, at the holidays, and hospitality. Thank you for joining us. Welcome to Walking on Water, where our focus is to learn to walk by faith and not by sight. What's the storm in your life? I'll never say it's easy, but Jesus changes our perspective. He gives us courage to do life differently, to throw off the victim mentality that threatens to drown us in our pain. He gives us the tools we need to live a victorious life. I'm your host, Lynette Carpenter. Let's discover more about the power-filled, faith-filled life Jesus invites us to live. Today is a huge honor for me to have you, Betty. Sit here with me and have a conversation about one of our favorite subjects. Betty and I have known each other now for about 16 years, I think. Yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. And the first time that we met, one of the first times we found out that I was telling her about a little town that I figured nobody had ever heard of before out in Illinois. And here, that's where she's from. <laughs> so that was kind of fun. At least you didn't say how crazy the people were there. <laughs> yeah. Well, you just transferred it out here. <laughs> Uh, but we, Tim and I, had the privilege of living in central Illinois for a year when our oldest son, Tyler, was um, a baby. He was he turned one when we lived out there. And that is the area where you grew up. Mm-hmm. And the person you worked for was a cousin of my Of course his it dad was. was. My dad's first cousin. And we have all these connections. Yeah, that was just fun. really fun to connect. I couldn't believe it when you actually had heard of this town. And so... Yeah. Anyway, shout out to Metamora on Roanoke. And yes, in Low Point, yeah. Washburn, <laughs> Benson. Yeah. Roanoke, Benson. Yes. Super fun. So uh, tell me, tell us about your family. Okay. You have three children. We have three children. Um, Kristen is uh, 43. She married Aaron, and they've been married 21 years. I can't believe it. And she's 43. I cannot believe she's 43, but Jason is turning 40 on the 10th. Oh, um, So I have two in the 40s. Um, it's like he said, Kristen has three children. Um, Noah will turn 16 on December 10th, the same day oh, so as you have a Jason. Kid driving. So it's like Jason said, um, yeah, we have one that will be driving, get a yeah. driver's license, and I get a midlife crisis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is how it works. What he said. <laughs> so Jason, come on. <laughs> 40s aren't so bad. And then we have another son, uh, Jason married Mallory, and they live down in Warsaw. Kristen lives in Metro Detroit in Canton, Canton, Michigan. And um, Brian uh, lives in um, Niceville, Florida, and he married a very nice girl. (laughs) A second Kristen is in our family. Kristen, uh, we call her still Kristen Sims because we knew her that way for about 12 years before they got married. Yeah. Or maybe not that long. Six years. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry, double that. Um, 
But anyway, Kristen, and they have Henry, and Jason and Mallory have Malia and Nash, and so we have six grandkids. Yeah. Kristen did have a miscarriage, um, and so um, yeah. that one's in heaven, and we'll yeah. meet her one day. Yeah. But um, yeah, so, and we raised our children in a, in, in, at a camp. Which is um, like they were not adventure. the camp brats, <laughs> yeah. but you know people call them the camp brats. But um, we tried not to have them live up to that name. Yeah. But um, so we were at Mental Haven for eleven years in Tisquaw, Illinois. Another weird name. Another weird Illinois. name. Yeah. That is yeah. yes. <laughs> and so you and Rod have now We've been, been married, married forty six years. Another fun little connection that yes. Betty and I have there. She and Rod yes. got married a couple days before I was born, and. It happened to be right around the time that Elvis died. Yes, he died on our honeymoon. Totally affected your honeymoon, right? It did. It was a disaster after that. Because yes. We had to drive home from Arkansas back to Illinois before we went back to Heston, Kansas. I was still a nursing student. And so we got married in like, there was a three-week span of break in the summer for nursing students. And three of us came back in my nursing class married on the very same day because we had to get it in. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, but for eight hours, you know, back then we just had radio yeah. and maybe not a whole lot of stations. So we, every station though had, you know, Elvis, All about Elvis. music. And you were driving in eight, close to um, Memphis? Yes. Right? Yeah. We were close to Memphis and down yeah. in Arkansas. And so for eight hours, yeah. In a Vega. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Where so which funny. happened to be our room for the first for night the first of our honeymoon? Because <laughs> we so can't make reservations. Make reservations yeah. if you're getting married. We'll just drive for a we while. We just drive and we'll find a motel. Yeah. No, didn't happen. So it's roll first in Missouri. Night in a car. Best Western so uh, parking lot that in Rolla, Missouri. Funny. You guys should so. just go drop down there. You know, it's park. not there anymore. Oh, Last time I went by. It was not there. Oh, it's that's gone. A bummer. So yeah, you they can't took it down. Your, your wedding night. No, no. Yeah. I did see it one time, another time before, when we went down to Oklahoma yeah. years ago for a wedding. Um, it was still there, but last yeah. time I went by it, no, not there. That's we funny. went to Branson. Yeah, so very cool. Well, yeah, so we, we love it in Michigan. Well, good. And you moved here how long? Um, ago you know, it'll be twenty-five years. Twenty-five years. Yes. Okay. Yes. And we're going to get January. into that in just a little bit. Yes. I think she has some. Fun things to share about that. Yes, yes, so yes. So you, um, one thing I have learned a lot from you, of course, growing <laughs> up conservative Mennonite, yes. it's all about hosting. Mm -hmm, I mean, mm -hmm. we went to each other's houses all the time. And I love that about the Mennonite culture. Yes. Um, so that's something that you definitely have is mm -hmm. a love for hosting. Mm -hmm, and so mm -hmm. tell us a little bit about what it is about hosting that seems to give you joy. I believe it gives you joy. Yeah, it does, you know, and I'll be on a high, really. But, you know, I just think it's the gifting of hospitality mm -hmm. that's instilled in us. Mm -hmm. um, it was modeled to me. Um, my mother talked about how they were raised. She was raised, uh, she's the youngest of 13 in Nebraska. Yeah, so I even yeah. still have one recipe from one kid in our class. Yeah. He's a doctor now. Um, yeah. Yeah. He's probably retired. Yeah. But um, yeah, it was for a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. I still have it in his oh, handwriting. He funny. wrote me a recipe on for peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> that sounds delicious. <laughs> so I kept that in my recipe box from yeah. way back then. But I think it's always been in me. But I love it. I love seeing people come together. Yeah. And in our house, we just try to have a, a comfortable place where people can come, mm -hmm. relax, not have to put on a show or yeah. anything. Um, uh, I remember once uh, when there was a prophet that came and he was staying with us. He said, when I came into this house, it's a house of peace. Mm. And that's what we try to give is an atmosphere of peace yeah. um, and calm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They just don't know how 
uncall my <laughs> before <laughs> they walk in the door. Out. But you you I'm do trying to get better. Make it seem very effortless. Yes, 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 yes. And that's from yeah, and so I do when I come to your I home, have. I feel relaxed and yeah, we yeah. really yeah. And so it's just a high. When we were at camp, I was a cook, mm-hmm. and um, I would be exhausted. By the end of the weekend, when we'd have weekend groups, and if we had campers during the week, mm-hmm. um, I was exhausted, but I was on a high. Yeah. Exhausted on a high. Yeah. Because it just, there's just something You're, about, I'm motivated, I yeah. think, by people, and just seeing them enjoy my food. I just yeah. do food that I know. Yeah. You know, I That's would try to do all the little, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you try to, you go, I do not do Pinterest. Pinterest. No, no, okay. no, no, no. It's too overwhelming, yeah. and they're so cutesy, and then it doesn't... But anyway, um, so I remember once my sister, I said, oh, what should I have? I should try something new. Like, what should I do for this women's group or something? She goes, Betty, just do what you know. That's and that's advice. what I do. It's mm-hmm. just old-fashioned cooking, yeah. really. Because what, it, what it comes down to in the end is more how people feel. Exactly. Rather than, I mean, making them feel. I remember one of our first times um, you had invited a bunch of different people over to yes, your home like to and that. there was just a variety of people yes. and I remember certain conversations from that night and that had to have been at oh, least been 12 years. Was that on the porch? More. Yeah. Yeah we sat on the porch. I remember I finding out Bonnie that Bonnie were there. Yes Bonnie. Bonnie fishing. I know the things you found I out from people yes. were incredible and yeah. we love doing that and that's part of Rod's role here. We haven't done it though since yeah. 2020 kind of put a damper on it. And then life got busy, yeah. and uh, we really need to start doing that. We just invite, I would have Rod just choose couples, mm-hmm. people we don't really know yet that are new to, new to the church, and throw some older ones that are yeah. seasoned FFMers, yeah. and um, put them together. And what we find out is incredible. Yeah. Well, you, the one thing I've learned from you, too, there is the ungame. Yes, the ungame is an so, old Mennonite game we played back in youth in I had youth never group. heard of that game until you. But it's just questions, and you yeah. can go online and find questions, too. Just Google questions, just but like I'll slip a card starters. underneath the placemat and one under the plate in case there's a lull in the conversation yeah. or anything. But I've never had a lull, so I yeah. always have to I do it anyway because the stories we've heard <laughs> have been Incredible. <laughs> I remember the one time doing it with our elders group, and it was so fun when one of the elders' wives had to answer the last time she lost her temper. Yeah. (laughs) And I didn't know she ever did. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the things you find out. But that's one thing that I really, yeah, Yeah. I just really enjoy. You know, and it's a time when people come. I don't have them bring anything. They don't help clear the table. Mm -hmm. And then Rod and I can connect afterwards and just kind of... Um, talk about the evening. talk about the evening yeah and so thanks. with Christmas coming up the idea of hosting can yes. be super overwhelming yes. for people mm-hmm. and that was one thing that I wanted to talk about mm-hmm. a little bit of, yeah. what are some of the things that you've learned through the years that have helped make hosting easier I know we mentioned the ungame yes and just do what you know right what else would you suggest well I tell you prepping ahead is the big thing okay um because when I was at camp and we were feeding campers you'd feed them breakfast lunch supper and so mm-hmm. Um, five days a week until they went home and then a group might come in for the weekend as soon as they left the group was coming in and so you have to plan ahead and you can you can prep ahead so much more than what you think look in the freezer at your Mm -hmm. grocery store and see what they have in the freezer section I never thought of freezing spaghetti noodles Mm -hmm. but you can freeze spaghetti noodles just Mm -hmm. take them out Throw hot water on top for just a bit. Thaw them out. The sauce is hot. Pour so it, you're boiling up. them ahead of yeah. time, getting them ready to go. But And then you're going to just put them in the fridge yes. and drain them? Yeah, yeah. drain them. Okay. Put a little oil on them. Oh, okay. Um, but there is so much you can do to prep ahead. Thanksgiving, I prep ahead. Mm-hmm. Then I don't have dishes sitting yeah. in the sink. 
and all around. And a lot of times I'll maybe leave the salad for the very end when people come and then they sit around the island oh, in the kitchen and then I can talk to them as I toss the salad or yeah. something, you know, put the dressing on. But I have all the ingredients all ready to go. Just yeah. Prepping like ahead show. is a big thing. And I really think I do need to have some classes on prepping ahead. And one day I'm going to do it. I'm, I'm going to make you schedule that. Yeah, do. Make me because I need someone to push me to do it because it really is a time saver and there's so much that you can do. Mm-hmm. I was just talking to Rod the other night about that. Have ladies bring a recipe mm-hmm. that um, they, a favorite recipe. How can I prep this ahead? Yeah. Um, but all my Thanksgiving is prepped ahead. Yeah. The turkey and everything. Oh, okay. Yep. Then I just put it on the table. Cool. Um, put it in the crock pots or put it in the oven. Put it on yeah. the table. Yeah. Nice. So prepping ahead. Big thing. Um, don't just try to be, go with what you know. Mm-hmm. You don't have to make every cookie your child likes. Yeah. Um, I started asking our adult children, what cookie do you feel like you have to have for Christmas? Mm-hmm. Kristen took over taking pep- making peppernets, so I let her do the peppernets. Because mm-hmm. um, that was one thing I started in Kansas when we were there in college. Mm-hmm. But yeah, keep it easy and simple. Don't feel like you have to do everything. I don't do cutouts. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> well, I hate me, cutouts. Let me jump ahead because then. Because they're always so dry and I can't, or the legs fall off or something like that. <laughs> I'm really bad about traditions. It's something that bothers yes. me. I don't feel like I've done well in, in creating traditions. Mm-hmm. And I wish I had done that. And I feel like I kind of am coming late in the game because I almost have an empty nest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but yes. I mean, like the other day, my friend said she was going to put up half her, her um, Christmas decorations that day. And I was like, oh my goodness, if I did half of my Christmas decorations, it would just be the bottom half of our tree. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so basic and it kind of bugs me a yeah. little bit about myself. But what are some traditions yeah. that you guys have as a family? Yeah. Um, well, the big thing was for us at camp, we didn't, we didn't make a whole lot of money. And so the kids were little when we moved there. Brian was just six months old. Kristen mm-hmm. was six and Jason was three. But um, I would always set the table with my china nice. and a crystal. Well, I didn't have crystal. It was like stoneware when I was mm-hmm. married. And so it was like these clunky looking glass green goblets. Green was my oh. favorite color. Mm-hmm. But now I have like four other sets of china. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like the real old china from um, people that, you know, our, our loved ones that have passed on. Mm-hmm. But um, we would have steak because oh. we couldn't afford steak. Mm-hmm. But then I'd always have to buy cheap steak. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we had some pretty bad steak <laughs> But um, And then, you know, Jason would always want uh, twice-baked potatoes, oh. and I could mm-hmm. prep those ahead. Right. And then uh, Rod always wants succotash, corn mm-hmm. with lima beans. That mm-hmm. was something he grew up with. Mm-hmm. So we always have that. Um, Kristen loves this orange tapioca salad, yeah. so I always make that. I have the rolls. I get to pick the lettuce salad, and then Brian picks dessert. Okay. And so we would always um, do that, and it'd be candlelight. Oh, okay. We'd always do candlelight, and that was just a really special time yeah. for us. Yeah. And um, so we still... Do that sometimes. We haven't had steak though for a while. I made ham loaf because you know it's kind of on Christmas. Yeah, we can do. (laughs) You make poor man steak. Yes, I I do make poor man (laughs) steak for groups. Um, But yeah, and so um, we've kind of changed. I'm not so traditional as I used to be. Mm -hmm. Um, The one year, I think it really helped. Um, Noah had been born, and um, Kristen and Erin were coming for Christmas from Minnesota. And Noah was one, mm-hmm. and he had been ill. And so um, 
he, she thought she, he was better. He didn't have symptoms for a few days, so they brought him. And so, of course, I was waiting up, and they got in like at 3 in the morning or whatever from Minnesota. Mm-hmm. And so it was one by one. The ones that, in the order, whoever saw Noah mm-hmm. got sick. Oh. <laughs> it was really bizarre. Yeah. So it must have been Rod. It must have been me, mm-hmm. Rod, Brian, and Jason. Yeah. And so um, the kid, they were in college, I think, then. And so um, I was sick, mm-hmm. and it was the day of our special candlelight steak mm-hmm. dinner. Mm-hmm. We lived in Michigan then. Mm-hmm. So I had the potatoes in the freezer. Mm-hmm. I prepped those ahead. The twice bakes, you can do those ahead. Mm-hmm. Bring them out, just warm them up. Um, so everything was about ready, but I was sick <laughs> throwing up. Oh, no. A mess. So I'm back in our bedroom, and I, I came out to join them then, but they were putting on, they were getting it ready. Mm-hmm. And you know what? It wasn't about the meal. I may cry about this one, because <laughs> it was about the best gift ever a mom could get. Mm-hmm. But as I laid there and I listened to them working to get this meal on, mm-hmm. they were laughing oh. and enjoying each other yeah. and I thought my children love each other yeah. because there were so many times I thought they were going to kill each other <laughs> growing up but as adults they really enjoy one yeah. another That's and awesome. they have fun and that was the best gift so I did go out and join them but it wasn't quite how I would have done it like yeah. the pan that the mm-hmm. succotash was it mm-hmm. was sitting on the table instead of a nice oh. china dish to serve yeah. you know it was all different yeah. Yeah. But they did their best, yeah. and it and that didn't, didn't matter. That really didn't matter. Yeah. And so I've really relaxed. I really have yeah. in that department. I'm not so tradition set yeah. anymore. Yeah. Some I really things am matter not. and some things don't. And so we have to choose. You yeah. know, a, a relationships as you get older are so much more important to me than the tradition. If yeah. I don't have time, and like Elaine... Campbell will say, if you don't have grace for something, Betty, <laughs> then you shouldn't do it. That's such good advice. Isn't that great? Yeah. If you don't have grace for it anymore, don't do it. Yeah. Because if you're going to grumble yeah. and mumble, it's not it's not worth it. It's really a good point because it's so yeah. hard to do things with joy if you don't have the grace right. for it. And right. Then you can start to feel resentful and right. it goes downhill. Yeah. And so you really need grace for it. And so that's really been a good yeah. thing for me. Decorating. I'm not... Yeah, I don't have grace for decorating as yeah. much. So well, that I makes me feel a little much. better about my tree. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when I gave the kids all their ornaments as they got married, yeah. we get them an ornament each year and mark yeah. it on the bottom. And yeah. and um, so they have their ornaments. So I had to get some more ornaments. But, yeah, I just, tradition isn't that important to me yeah. like it used to be. That's, that's very older. interesting, and it actually is very freeing to me because yes. it's something that I've... Um, well, like today I, I was out cutting some branches off of our evergreen tree because mm-hmm. I need it for decoration for a party I'm doing tonight. And I was like, so this is maybe what it feels like to go out and cut your own tree, which is a fantastic <laughs> we, tradition we for people, but I've never done that ever. <laughs> so it's just like, hey, kid, go down in the crawl space and get me the tree. Exactly. Well, we, I did that when we moved to Michigan, but in Tiskawa at the camp. Yeah. The kids were insistent we had a light yes. tree. So we'd go out and just top some trees. We had some of the ugliest Christmas trees <laughs> ever. Charlie Brown trees, for sure. But, you know, yeah, uh, that's what they did. But, you know, I think your child would much rather have you sitting there enjoying them, playing yeah. games, doing puzzles. We're, we yeah. do puzzles. We always have a puzzle. Yeah. Um, okay, so you put it in a lot. Of... Instead of 
out in the kitchen, yeah, slaving away over things that you feel, or you know, doing things that you feel. I has see to be you good. doing things that bring people together, and it's building relationships, mm-hmm. and you do it through hosting. But I love what you do vi- just for your own family. So yeah. I want you to tell yeah. us about. Well, <laughs> actually, I'm going to make the re- I'm going to make the listeners wait. We're going to have you come back next week, and you're going to get to hear all about Betty's fantastic Christmas plans. <laughs> so make sure you hit subscribe. Or follow whichever platform you're using so that you can get back here next week and hear all about Betty's Christmas plans. I mean, if, if your kids listen, they're going to... Yeah, well, I'm going to send out a memo at the end of this week Okay. So about what's out. coming. Okay. Yes. All right. You're gonna. You're not going to want to miss this, so make sure that you... My new one for this come year. Come back for this year because it's it's, it's a great fun. one. All right. Well, thank you for being with us this week, Betty, and I'm excited that you're going to join us again next week. much for listening. Please take a moment to share this with a friend or on your social media accounts. In fact, tag me on Instagram and I'll be sure to reshare it in my stories. Also, don't forget to hit that follow button so you don't miss an episode. I hope that you were encouraged and inspired today. Always remember your life has purpose, you have value, you are loved, and with Jesus you can rise above your storm. Get out of the boat, friend. Let's walk on water.